You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Back with Inside Purple and Gold, Jace Frederick, Damian Zutani here previewing Packers Week. Um, got a lot more content. Uh, if you go back to Tuesday's episode, we talked our predictions for the season, where we think the Vikings finish, how many wins. Um, over the weekend, Chad Graff, now Patriots beat reporter, looked back on the Vikings, who he's covered for the last four years, gave his perspective, how many games he'll think he thinks they'll win. He looked at their roster. A lot of good stuff. And um, we'll have instant Packer Viking analysis coming your way Sunday night. You'll be able to find that. Whether the Vikings win, lose, we'll break it all down. If you want to find all this stuff, subscribe, follow, um, hit the little plus, the bell, whatever the case may be. Uh, make sure that all the inside purple and gold episodes show up on your phone as soon as they hit your favorite podcast platform. Dane, it's been an interesting week because all of the awards projections are coming out. Um, We talked about, like, in the last episode on Tuesday, go back and listen to that if you haven't, like, the national narrative about the Vikings, how many games they'll win, where they'll finish. We've gotten into more, like, awards picking. Um, We've seen a lot more of those from, like, the national voices. And... I've seen now two people, Kyle Brandt and Michael Ettervin, both from NFL Network, select Kirk Cousins to be their MVP. And I want to say, like I tweeted, the number of people picking Kirk Cousins to win MVP is astonishing, or whatever I picked. Said, And I had a couple of people respond, it's only been two. Which is that's totally astonishing. Fair. That's which, and then there have been other people who have come in their replies and been like, "Yep, that's astonishing." Uh, it's two more than I ever would think. Kirk Cousins has never been in that discussion through like past like the six week mark of the season. Um, it's never really even like I don't think he's been a vote getter or any of that stuff. How do you feel about this? Like I understand it. I understand the thought of Kevin O'Connell coming in, the Vikings' offense being great, tons of great weapons. Kirk's been a great stats guy. The Vikings could win 11, 12 games, and maybe now you're thinking, okay, Kirk Cousins is in there. What do you think of it? I see the possibility. I see it being a fun dark horse, but what do you think of people kind of throwing that out there into the universe? I think it's proof positive that we need the season to start. I think, like, it's just, like, what can I say at this point to make NFL talk fodder interesting? because we have nothing interesting to say at this point, because we've waited so long for the season to start. Like, thank God there's a game on Thursday. And I thank God there's a slate of game on Sunday because we're literally talking about whether Kirk Cousins is going to win the MVP because we need more things to talk about. Uh, there's no chance, Jace. He's, he can't win the MVP. Uh, like, Fine. I guess there's like a conceivable way that like if he just has the best season of his career and completely reprograms his brain that like, yeah, like he could reach the level of statistic and, you know, production coupled with the Vikings winning 11 games that maybe you could convince yourself that he's the MVP. But like, if that's all going to happen, it's going to be because Kirk Cousins turned into a different quarterback because he changed everything about how he plays the position. 
And I just don't think Kevin O'Connell, I don't think anyone can do that. Like if Kirk Cousins is going to win the MVP, it's because he's going to let it rip a lot of the time. And he said yesterday, like, I'm going to continue to play the quarterback position the way I've always played it. And that means a lot of checkdowns. That means sometimes when there's pressure and he's feeling really uncomfortable, like he's not going to give his guys a chance. He's going to crumble in the pocket. Like all of these things that have, have been a hindrance to him in the past have to go away if he's going to win the MVP. And I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, you just look down the list of guys who have won it. Like who's come out of nowhere to win the MVP? Like Rich Gannon, I guess did. Um, that was so, Kyle Brandt's point. Like yeah, Rich Gannon right, right. and Matt and, Ryan and Matt Ryan. And that's it. Right. Like, and Matt Ryan, I think had shown quite a bit before that as well. Um, Rich Gannon, maybe not as much, but you're talking two times in the last, however many years, like Kurt Warner, I guess, obviously, coming in as the backup quarterback, but not guys who we've seen like massive sample sizes that they aren't that. And Kirk, frankly, hasn't been that. Um, I will say, if you haven't seen it, you'll easily go find Kyle Brandt's clip of him picking Kirk Cousins from Good Morning Football. It was amazing. Um, he Hilarious. Had the, he had the jersey tucked in and he's like, because that's how Kirk would wear it. Um, he's like, fanny pack, all of it. And um, then they showed Kirk Cousins like from his Instagram or whatever, where he fell asleep this summer and outside and had the sunburn on his neck and arms and like incredible farmer sunburn uh it was all really good he's like oh yeah you say kirk can't win the big one kirk can't win in the playoffs doesn't matter it's a regular season award baby (laughs) uh kyle brandt delivered it exactly how you think kyle brandt would deliver it it was beautiful um kirk is 50 to 1 to win mvp on DraftKings sportsbook what do you think is more likely because justin jefferson's 150 to 1 but if just more likely one versus the other Justin Jefferson wins MVP or Kirk Cousins wins MVP. It's probably Kirk just cause it's the quarterback narrative. Yeah. I agree. But if I'm, but if I'm throwing money down on 50 to one or hundred, 150 to one, I'm just throwing it on Jefferson because I think if Kirk's having an MVP caliber season, it just takes a couple of it's, it's the same in every sport. Like an MVP candidate has an MVP moment and then their stock explodes. If Kirk's having a great year, if he's in this conversation for for MVP, it's because Justin Jefferson is also having a great year. And if Justin Jefferson were to put up some random game where he he goes over 200 and has three touchdowns, then I think the talk would start like, oh man, should he be the MVP? Like, so I think it's a smarter money bet if you're just going long shots to take the receiver. But no, it's more likely Kirk's the MVP if there is going to be one from the Vikings simply for the fact that he plays quarterback and quarterbacks always win the MVP. There's a reason why he's 50 to one and Jefferson's 150 exactly. to one. It's certainly more likely. I will say, like, Cup got more votes than Stafford last year. So there it's possible. And Justin Jefferson could put up a Cooper Cup like season. I think mm-hmm. we think that's in the realm of possibility because he's that great of a player. And he literally has his head coach as the offensive coordinator for Cooper Cup a year ago. So I I mean it's possible. 150 to one for Justin Jefferson. Like, if you want a non-QB MVP getting those types of odds, that's pretty insane. I will say, like, I can't bash the Kirk Cousins pick for MVP too much because we're going to get into ours right now. And mine's Derek Carr. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> mine, mine is the guy who now has, like, elite weapons at receiver and tight end and has Josh McDaniels coming in. Like, it's so many of the same things as Kirk Cousins. Um, I just think Derek Carr's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I think Derek Carr, like, was an MVP candidate before suffering like a season ending injury. And I think like week 14, maybe four or five years ago. So I've seen him play at that level. I think they're going to win a lot of games. I'm going with Derek Carr. So I can't like, like the long shot. I will say it's not nearly as long of a shot 
and this probably like if you're saying, wow, okay, same chance as Kirk wins it. DraftKings has Derek Carr at 28 to 1. It's not nearly as long of a shot that Derek Carr wins it as Kirk Cousins wins it. So Vegas maybe would think it's more plausible as well. But I do understand he's probably not a favorite. But Derek Carr is my choice. I respect the commitment to the bit at this point. Like you do this with guys in sports and like anyone who's followed us from the jump would, would knows that Jace has, was a pa- big Patrick Reed fan because he was on him before like anyone else was on him. Now Jace has, has switched his, his golf fandom to JT Poston because he was on him. Like Jace goes really hard in, in different directions of like commitment to the bit. So I respect this, this Vegas Raiders to the Super Bowl, Derek Carr MVP commitment that you've showed. Derek Carr's not winning the MVP. I'm going to, my pick is Josh Allen. It's not fun. It's safe. The Bills are going to be the best team in the league this season, in the regular season. I've already gone on record last episode saying I think the the, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. So I think at some point in, in the playoffs, like experience matters. I think Patrick Mahomes' experience will rise above Josh Allen's. But if the Bills are the best team in the league, like I think they will be, Josh Allen will be the quarterback of that team, and Josh Allen will win the MVP. Yeah, it's fair. Um, I've seen a lot of Josh Allen MVP out there. I think his odds are like three and a half to one. Um, yeah, so I'm he, not going out on a limb. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. fine. I mean, you're picking who you think's going to win, not like who's your dark horse pick for it. it. It makes sense. I think a lot of people think the Bills will have the best record. I don't disagree with that either. I think a lot of people think the Bills are probably going to go 6-0 in the AFC East, um, and that puts you off to a really good footing in a competitive AFC. Like in the AFC West, like the Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, they all beat up on one another. Um, in the AFC North, at least like, you know, the Bengals, um, the Ravens, and then they'll have, you know, Deshaun Watson Browns late in the season. And then the Steelers mm-hmm. are always competitive. Like the bills have the easiest division. That's why people think they'll have the best record. And Josh Allen does feel like one of those guys where the, he's had a few great seasons. Now he hasn't won it yet. It's almost like a, well, we should probably give him his, um, and if they have the best record, that'll be easy to do. Derek Carr, Josh Allen on record. So now let's get into if Derek Carr is a bold MVP prediction, let's get into a bold Vikings prediction from each of us this year. Dane, a bold prediction. It can be player-related. It can be team-related. What is your bold Viking prediction for the 2022 season? My bold Viking prediction is that K.J. Osborne is a 1,000-yard receiver this year. Okay. He was a 650-yard receiver last year. I think that Van Jefferson... In, in Los Angeles is proof. I think he was right around eight, 800 last year in, in the McVay system. I think KJ Osborne's going to get a ton of, ton of looks this year. I think, and this goes against my picks or my over-under picks from Purple Yeah, you Prop did Party. have a lot of Adam Thielen love. So. I had a lot of Adam Thielen stock, but you, you were convincing enough in, in your argument that, yes, Adam Thielen could suffer some injuries this year. If Adam Thielen misses four or five games, KJ Osborne's a wide receiver too, and in, in this pinball system, and if if that's the opportunity he needs, you, you just do the math. Like he's going to play seventeen games. If he's going to reach this bold prediction, it's because he's played seventeen games, yeah. right? If, if KJ Osborne gets hurt, he's not going to get a thousand yards. A thousand divided by seventeen is like fifty-eight and change. Like he can average fifty-eight yards a game in this offense. I think that's that. That's is it likely? Probably not. Is it a bold prediction? Probably so. KJ Osborne, a thousand yards. Can't believe you picked a KJ Osborne related one. 
Was that you? My bold prediction is that KJ Osborne leads the team in receiving touchdowns. Oh, baby. Look I, at I us. I think he gets to double digits uh, like Adam Thielen. I, I mean, I think Adam Thielen could get off to a really strong start. But I think by the end of the year. So this week in the Pioneer Press, you can read it. Uh, Chris Thompson's story. KJ Osborne said, I'm the best number three wide receiver in the NFL. Well, I think that's going to be false by the end of the year because I think KJ Osborne will be a number two receiver. Um, I, I think the torch will be passed from Adam Thielen to KJ Osborne. I think that'll be pretty clear by year's end that Thielen is the third option in this receiving game, whether that be from injury or frankly, just that KJ Osborne stock and stars rising. Um, I think we're going to see that. I think we saw like Kirk Cousins trust KJ Osborne. Um, he, he had no problem going to him, going to him in tight spaces. Like KJ Osborne was a touchdown machine at the end of the year. Uh, I, I think that's going to continue. He had so much production last year when snap counts were down, target numbers were down. I expect that all to explode. I expect his production to explode as well. KJ Osborne, I think he even edges Justin Jefferson in what can kind of be a random stat in receiving touchdowns. They can fluctuate. I like Osborne to be the guy who gets in the end zone the most for Minnesota. So if Dane's right and I'm right, then you should go pick up KJ Osborne in fantasy football right now. A <laughs> little bit different of a note. Um, KJ Osborne will not be the answer to this question. Who is your biggest swing player for the Vikings uh, this season, Dane? Like, it's not going to be, and this is the non-Kirk Cousins division. Um, mm-hmm. Who is the player where if they play well or they don't play well, it is going to have maybe the biggest impact on the Vikings season? This isn't, I'm assuming, going to be Justin Jefferson. It's not for me. We both think he's going to play well. But who is it where it's like, maybe it's a little bit unknown. But if they're good, the Vikings have a better chance to be good. If they're bad, then that maybe spells trouble for the Vikings. I'm kind of cheating, like, because... I don't know if this guy is capable of playing good, but I think it's Garrett Bradbury. And I think it's Garrett Bradbury slash whatever center plays for the Vikings. I said it might, I think it might be Chris Reed at some point. Maybe it's Austin Schlotman. You you better hope it's not Austin Schlotman. He looked good in the preseason, but no one knows who that is because he should not be starting at center in the NFL. I think it's Garrett Bradbury slash center number two. If they play well enough to hold the pocket, to keep Kirk Cousins' face clean. I think Kirk Cousins could have a huge year. I think Justin Jefferson could have a huge year. I think other pass catchers in this offense could have a huge year. And all of that, I think the Vikings could have a huge year. Conversely, if if your center, whoever it is, cannot hold this O block, is getting constantly run over, I think your offense crumbles into itself. So the swing player is Garrett Bradbury slash whoever plays center. Okay, for me, it is Cam Dantzler. Uh, You talked a lot about Patrick Peterson and maybe not being a number one type corner anymore. I think you're right. I think any week that Patrick Peterson gets put up with the true number one, like a great number one, the Vikings are going to have to help. Um, They're going to have to shade coverage towards that player. And that's going to leave Cam Dantzler, I think, on a lot of islands against number two wideouts. And we haven't seen, I don't think, a ton that suggests that Cam Dantzler is going to be great in that spot. I don't really believe in what he's done as far as showing flashes in the past. Um, there's been a lot of positive reports on Dantzler throughout training camp coming into the season. Those better be true. Otherwise, I think the secondary will get torched a lot. I think if he can step up, if he can be good, if he can hold his own, like, okay, now the secondary can be good enough. Um, and I think it all kind of comes down to him. The passing defense, I think, really does rest on whether he is a capable number two corner or not. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's bust into the purple prop party, our weekly feature. Um, looking at player lines. We'll also get into our game pick here at the end. But first off, Dane, we both scoured the DraftKings Sportsbook. We found a prop, whether that be a receiver, receiving yards, passing yards, rushing yards, whatever the case may be, and a lock in your mind to be an over or under. Um, go ahead, Dane. What did you pick and where are you going with it? I was tempted to go KJ Osborne again here, but I won't. Um, I also I'm going that. Justin I'm going Justin Jefferson over six and a half receptions. Okay. I think it's a lock. I think that's you can like I think it's free money. And it sounds like a lot, but here, here's what I'll say. Last year, Justin Jefferson went over to six and a half. He he hit at least seven receptions eight times. And you're saying, oh, well, eight times in 17 games, that's not that great, right? Go look at Cooper Cup. He did it 15 times in 17 games. 15 times he had seven or more receptions. I think while Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup are not the same player, I think the usage rate is going to be comparable. I think Justin Jefferson, I think Kevin O'Connell is going to work to get him the ball, just like McVeigh slash O'Connell last year worked to get Cooper Cup the ball. 15 out of 17 games, Cooper Cup was over seven receptions, seven receptions or higher. I think Justin Jefferson at six and a half receptions, hammer the over this week. Okay, I like it. Um, I went with one that is a little different. Dalvin Cook, 16 and a half carries, and I'm going under. Um, I think this mm-hmm. is a trap line of sorts from DraftKings because if you look at Dalvin King's game log from a year ago, you see a bunch of numbers in the 20s and it makes 16 and a half look like a lock. I do think this is the start of a new era in Minnesota where it's not going to be ground and pound. I think Dalvin Cook will be very effective and useful in this game, but a lot of that's, I think, maybe going to come in the form of four or five receptions um, to go with 14 carries. Uh, you know, like 18 touches, but they're coming in different ways. Uh, I, I really do think that even Vegas would think this and try to maybe get some more money on the over carries line. I don't know how many yards Devin Cook's going to rush for this year. I don't know how many carries he's going to get. I do think he'll be heavily involved. I do think he'll be effective. I just think that this is going to be a more creative offense um, that's not going to lean so much on the running back. To that point, Jace, I almost, instead of going Justin Jefferson six and a half over receptions, I almost went Dalvin Cook. He's at two and a half receptions think you can bank on the over on that too, because you're right. He's going to be used in a ton of different ways. There was reports early in OTAs that he was lining up in the slot. And it seems like the Vikings have gone like super vanilla. Like we're not showing anything. Dalvin cook has gone out of his way to be like, I don't know how I'm going to be used in this offense. Like Dalvin, how are you going to be used? I don't know. I might throw the ball is what he said yesterday. (laughs) That's his way of trying to be coy. He's going to be used as a receiver a lot this year, a lot. So I think two and a half to your point under the carries over the receptions. Normally you can't parlay two things on one player, but I think both hit this week. Yeah. If, um, you know, one, we're like one Kirk cousins interception now away from people probably cheering for Dalvin cook uh, to throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Out for the props into the actual game here. Dane green Bay is a one and a half point favorite. The over under is 47 points. How do you see this one shaking out? We know, I think, that you're going with the Vikings. What do you see as a final score? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, you just couldn't contain. I couldn't contain my my excitement to predict the Vikings win. Um, I think the Vikings win this week. I think they cover the spread. I think it's close. I think I, I had him at 27 to 24. I, I, you know, I think it's a high scoring game. 
I don't think it's a pinball game. I don't think we're, we're, we're seeing 42-35, but I think it's 27-24. The Vikings cover barely. It's a close game. That's my prediction. It's funny because until like an hour before this podcast, I had Vikings 27-24. Uh, and then I swapped it out. And I said like, okay, Jace, all for the last month, you've been worried about this team and how quickly they're going to start, how quickly they're going to pick everything up. And now they're going to go up against this really good defense. Um, and now you're going to pick them to score 27 points and win. Like sticking to my guns here. Um, I, I do think the interesting thing for Minnesota is that green Bay has no film on what they're going to do. Uh, they, it literally like everything Minnesota is going to pull out. We're not going to have seen in preseason. Green Bay has no idea what's coming. Like the first series or two, like I think Minnesota could score a touchdown their first series because green Bay is like, Oh, that's the plan. Like we had, we yeah. had nothing for that. Uh, but as the game goes along, how many times in the past have we seen Minnesota have, good opening drives in the Kirk Cousins tenure and then stall out. I think we might see some of that. I, I think Minnesota's defense is going to look solid because I don't mind this matchup in week one for them. Um, might be the best time to get Green Bay, um, Aaron Rodgers in this young receiving core. But I think Rodgers is going to make just that play at the end. Um, Minnesota's offense is going to have times in the game where it sputters and Green Bay is going to win 23 to 20. Um, like I've said, like I think Minnesota's a playoff team this year. I think Green Bay is really good and will be really good and gets off to a good start. I like it. I like it. And I can't wait to, I can't wait to figure all, all of this out. It, the Sunday can't come fast enough. Thank God we have football on Thursday night though. Yeah. We're looking forward to all of the NFL action. We're looking forward to talking after this Vikings Packers game, tune in for that, do that by subscribing, following inside purple and gold on your favorite platforms to make sure that you are getting our instant analysis Sunday night. When that comes out after the game, whether the Vikings win, lose tie, whatever the case may be, Dane will be there at us bank stadium. We will break it all down afterwards for Dane. This has been Jace inside purple and gold. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.